Okay. So um, the topic that we'll uh, be discussing tonight, uh, as we get close, oh, there is, as we get closer to the uh, to uh, to Pesach. So we'll have uh, a couple of weeks. I'm not sure. I don't remember now if we're doing. Uh, we have two weeks of halachas this week and next week, or three. Uh, another two after this one. Just this one and next one. Two weeks. Okay. Just this one and the next one. Okay. So we have those. Uh, um, these uh, just a couple of weeks. So we'll try and cover some uh, some Pesach stuff. So one of the uh, the topics which uh, which comes up every year, which uh, I saw some interesting uh, twists to it, so I thought that it would be worthwhile to uh, to share, relates to those people who are going away for uh, for Pesach, uh, and as a result of uh, going away for Pesach, so they're not going to be home uh, the night of B'dikas Chametz, and as we'll see, so there's an interesting discussion in the post game about the best way to manage that uh, situation when you're going to be away. And obviously, if somebody's going to be away for the entirety of Pesach, so it would seem to be a lot of wasted uh, time and energy to go ahead and clean the house and to do a full B'dikas Chametz uh, if you're not going to be there anyways. But if there's a chiv, if there's an obligation to do B'dikas Chametz, so then what are you supposed to do? You got to go ahead and you got to do it anyways. So here, we'll explore the issues related uh, to that. And in order to get ourselves there, so... We have on the screen in front of you. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, give up. So we're going to start with a, a couple of sifim in Shochan Arach. So the primary sifim that this relate to uh, are found in Simon Tuf Lamed Vav, although there are some proofs which some posts can bring from, uh, from elsewhere, but this is the, uh, the primary uh, place where you find uh, this, uh, this discussion. So we read this file. So the beginning, the opening sif of Tuf Lamed Vav, in uh, Orchaim says as follows: Hamefarish miyabasha liyam. So somebody who is traveling, he's taking a cruise. Let's say a Pesach cruise. Oh, Yotze b'Shayara, or the person is going on a caravan, so he's going on a long, uh, a long uh, ride somewhere. Veinu menich beveso misha yivdok. And the, the person leaves. There's going to be nobody behind in the house while the person is gone. So we'll just say the family is going away and the entire family is going to be gone for Pesach. So they're not, gonna, they're not around the night of B'dikas Chametz. We'll use this year's configuration. So Thursday night before Pesach, so they are already gone. They're at the hotel. They're on the cruise. They are, uh, you know, on whatever, wherever it happens to be. So the halach is, So if they leave within 30 days of Pesach, meaning from Purim time uh, all the way until uh, uh, Pesach. So any time within that, so they have to do B'digas Chametz. But, this should be in the Ramaz script, however, whenever you do B'digas Chametz on a night other than Yudalid, on a night other than this year, Thursday night, so we don't say a bracha on that B'diga. But if you leave any time from Purim onwards, so you would go ahead and you have to do B'digas Chametz, but but if you leave town more than 30 days in advance, so that's like that around the world cruise or something like that, so you're going to be gone for a really, really, really extended uh, period of time. So then you don't have to do uh, B'diga. I, what about the Chametz you leave behind in your house? So the Ramah says, that whenever Erev Pesach rolls around, so you go ahead and you'll do Bito Chametz, and doing Bito Chametz is, is already going to take care of your obligation. 
So here it seems the parameters seem to be very clear that if you're going out of town for uh, for uh, for Pesach, so you have to do bedikas chametz unless you go out of town more than thirty days in advance. And this would seem to be a relatively simple, straightforward uh, issue as far as this uh, this matter is concerned. But as we're going to see, it's not so simple because if you jump ahead now, or we'll jump ahead now to Siv Gimel, Siv Gimel says as follows. So here we have a person who is a tenant, lives in an apartment where the building belongs to a non-Jew. And the Jew is going to be switching apartments. He's going to be moving to a house. He's going to be moving to a different apartment. He's going to move into a condo. It doesn't make a difference where he's going. But he's going to, he's leaving the Goy's apartment or the Goy's rented house uh, within 30 days of Pesach. So again, sometime between Purim and Pesach, he's moving. And he's going to be uh, occupying a new house, apartment, or condo in the same city. Oh, or really, so he's going to move to a different city. So as long as he's moving to a new location, so even though it's within 30 days of Pesach, and if you're going on the cruise within 30 days of Pesach, you do have to do B'digas Chametz the last night that you're home. Over here, where you're moving houses from, from, uh, from your old apartment to a, to a new one. So as long as you're moving to another house or an apartment, so you don't have to do B'digas Chametz on your way out, even though it's within 30 days. Why? Because you'll go ahead and you'll do your B'digas Chametz and your destruction of Chametz in whatever your new house is. So why should you have to do the old house if you're going to do the new house? But... But in the event, like in Sif Aleph, where you're going out of town and you're not going to move into another house, you're not going to have a home within that span of time of the 30 days before uh, leading up to Pesach. So then, So like we said in Sif Aleph, there's an opinion which says, that you have to go ahead and do beer chametz, meaning you have to look for chametz, clean and look for chametz, since you're within 30 days of Pesach. And, and although it seems almost counterintuitive, because what you're leaving behind is the house now belongs to the guy. So you have been renting the house from him. You're moving out, let's say, Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Beginning from Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the guy is going to move into the house. And yet there's an opinion that says that the last night that you're in the rented house, you have to do B'dikas Chametz, even though he's not going to occupy it for the next two weeks, and he'll occupy it even on Pesach. Kedei L'kayim Mitzvah's beer in order to fulfill the mitzvah of beer Chametz. So that is what the, the Shulchan Aruch says. And now, V'afel P'yishayin Yudi Yekanes L'bayis Pesach, even though the non-Jew is going to be occupying the house on Pesach. So still, you have to go ahead and you have to do the B'digas Chametz because you're within the 30 days of Pesach. And uh, you, you otherwise would not be doing the, uh, the mitzvah. And some people say, the, the dissenting opinion says, that when you're moving out of a rented house, and the non-Jew is going to uh, is going to move back in, so you're not obligated to do bedikas chametz, regardless of how close or, or or how far from Pesach you're going to go ahead and make that transfer. Now let's just focus our attention on what's going on over here, 
and the uh, the Mishabur, which is relevant to that. So we have a case where you're renting a house, you're moving out of that house on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, you are not going to be moving into another house, you're going to be, uh, you know, homeless or something like that for the next uh, couple of uh, weeks, you figure the weather's good, so why not go ahead and uh, see the countryside a little bit. So in such a case, or you're going to travel a little bit before you go ahead and you uh, move into your next house. So there's a machlokas whether or not you have to do bedikas chametz on the house that you are leaving, even though it's now going to be occupied by a non-Jew. So what are the rationale why you would have to do uh, bedikas chametz or not? So Mishabura says that really, even though Shulchan Aruch said the reason is... Um, But he says that this line is what the, the Mishnah Burr is going on. So he's saying that, that the, 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 re, the rationale for the one who says you do have to do B'dikas Chametz is that uh, because K'day L'kai Mitzvah's beer, in order to fulfill the, uh, the mitzvah. So what does that mean? So Mishnah Burr says, it's now in source three here. He says, Ein He says, it's really not because you have to go ahead and do beer. Is, is, do we say that all you have to do is bedikas chametz on a house and that fulfills your obligation? A person who owns multiple homes, so he only he has a, a, a Tuesday home and a Thursday home and a Shabbos home. So you think a person who has three homes, all he has to do is make sure to to uh, to look at one of his houses? That's a, that's absurd. Obviously, you have to check all all of your properties. Uh, if you have a property in Las Vegas, you have to check that. So wherever you have your uh, your properties, you have to go ahead and you have to check it out. Ella mishum akum shalom Rather, the issue is being that you're leaving this guy's house without the intention to return. So whatever food you leave behind, you're essentially being mafkir. You're you're uh, relinquishing ownership of that. And it's like throwing the chametz into the street, which is also a way of making it hefker, making it ownerless. And once you go ahead and do so, it's not your chametz. And if it's not your chametz, so then you don't violate the Yisidah of Bayura Bayamatsa of seeing or owning chametz, which belongs to you. All of that is only relevant. The whole Isser of chametz is only something which you own. And if you're leaving behind, even if you leave behind six boxes of Cheerios in the apartment for the non-Jew to then move in the next day and they become his Cheerios, you were mafkarit. Those aren't yours. Those are, those are not ownerless. So why would you have to, why would there be any chiv of bidikas chametz? But the issue is that being that you're not going to move into another house before Pesach, you're moving out of your apartment in, uh, um, you know, this is, I shouldn't even say it's so far-fetched. It's literally happening to people who are, uh, who are uh, fleeing from the Ukraine. So they're leaving their homes there. It may be that they were renting an apartment. And they may have no place that they're going to. They're not moving into a particular home by Pesach or some other time. They're put up in housing here, or they may be put up in housing there, but they're actually not going to a particular place where they're going to be. So that's what he says, where you're going off by sea, or you're traveling by caravan, or you're just a a refugee for the next uh, month or so, because who knows where you're going to end up. So then, Das Hayesh Mish Omer, the Kevin Shutok Shosha Mitzvah of the Kai Mitzvah's Bidika, Kodem Sheyetze Mehabais. So the opinion which says you have to do Bidika's Chametz is 
that the obligation to do B'dikas Chametz really begins 30 days before Pesach. So being that within the span of 30 days before Pesach, you still are, it still is your property, it still is your place, even if it's a rental, but it's still yours, and you have chametz there, so, and you're not going to be, you're not going to trigger an obligation after you move out, because you're now refugee status, and you don't have a home, and they're just putting you up in a gym here, or a hotel there, or wherever they happen to be, uh, to be placing you. So being that the obligation already begins from Purim time, so you have to take care of your obligation at that moment. While the chametz is still yours, being that once you move out, you won't have a home in which to do bidigas chametz. So being that the obligation begins not on your dalad nisan, but it begins already a month in advance of that. So you have to hop around, you have to do the mitzvah, whatever your last night in your last home is. But in the event that you're just moving from one apartment to the next, so the fact that I'm leaving the guy's apartment is irrelevant because it's his. I'm after that chametz, that's not really my chametz. And as far as my fulfillment of the mitzvah is concerned, I'll do b'dikas chametz in my next house. Because when I actually move into the next house, when I move into my next apartment, so that's when I'm going to go ahead and I'll do B'dikas Chametz. V'kayim sham mitzvah's beer, en shum tam l'chaivo, and being that I'll fulfill the mitzvah in the next house, so all that we're really concerned about is that you should fulfill the mitzvah of B'dikas Chametz, and the only time that there's going to be an issue is if I move out of one home and I'm not moving into another home, then we have this issue of, should you do it on the last day out? But everybody agrees that if I'm, I'm moving into a new place, I don't have to do B'dikas Chametz on my way out of the Goy's house. He'll take care of the Chametz if he's, uh, if he's interested in it. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm being mafkarit, I'm declaring it to be ownerless, and therefore I would not have to do B'dikas Chametz. Yes, Al. You think it has to do with the fact that if you're moving into another place, that the odds of you going back to this place and reclaiming any of that are zero? Whereas if you're not going anywhere specific, you might theoretically come back? Um, so uh, th- th- that's a very nice distinction. I, I didn't see the postgame uh, speak that out. But uh, but it seems that when you're moving out, the guy is moving right is moving in right away, and there's not really much of an option to uh, uh, to go back. The, the post can talk about that somewhat. We, we we may or may not get to it, but somewhat as far as what we're working towards. But uh, at, at this point, uh, I didn't see the post can speak that out of, uh, as of yet. Okay, so now the yes, Al, sorry. Uh, is it uh, relevant or is it a concern at all? Uh, the other way around, if you own the building and you rent the dearest to to Goyim, so it's not they bring in food. It's not your chametz, but it's your house, your home, since you own it and you're renting it to them. Right. So, uh, so in that sense, hopefully, it's not a problem. Uh, the reason why I say hopefully it's not a problem is because when we sell our chametz to the Goyim, we keep it in our house. So we've effectively done is we've rented them the place where the chametz is. And so even though we own it, they've rented that space. Let's say they rent the kitchen uh, pantry, which won't be used for Pesach. And uh, the chametz, which is in there, is their chametz in space, which they rented from us. So if that's going to be a problem, then our whole our whole mechiras chametz is now uh, uh, is in jeopardy. Now, it used to be, you're, you're correct in that regard, because it used to be that 
in the original uh, way that they sold chametz, they actually had the goy come over and take the chametz out of the house. And the goy would bring it to his house. If you come by on Friday morning of Bedikas chametz, uh, so you'll see Ernesto, a former neighbor, moved away, but he insists on doing uh, the mechir with us, uh, even though he moved away. So you'll see he's going to walk out of Rabbi Hamawi's house with a bag of all of uh, Rabbi Hamawi's alcoholic beverages. So he actually has him take the stuff out of the house. And, uh, you know, I don't think he ever brings it into his house because he, he doesn't drink. That's why we trust him. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but he actually takes the stuff out of the house. Uh, and that's the way that it used to be done. It just became impossible when Jews ended up in the business of manufacturing liquor. So you can't have a, a non-Jew walk away with, you know, uh, 100 barrels of, uh, of whatever the schnapps is or whatever the, the, the vodka was or, uh, you know, the, okay. So now the question is, so the question we're working towards is, what happens is, so we're shifting, the, we're now going to shift the Shiloh over slightly. And that is, what happens if I plan on uh, uh, selling my house to the non-Jew on Yud Dalad uh, in order to avoid owning the, uh, the rooms where the chametz is? So let's say I'm going to be eating, let's say uh, there's uh, some family in town, and all of the meals are going to take place at one central location. So they rent a house. Let's say uh, the family decides we're going to rent the house and all the meals are going to be in that house and nobody needs to use their kitchen. So can I go ahead and sell my, my kitchen to the guy on Yudalad this year on Friday morning? And that way, I don't have to do any cleaning of my kitchen whatsoever. All the food is going to be at a different house. And I'd be, rather than spending time cleaning and kashering and getting the, uh, the kitchen ready for Pesach, where there's no chametz there, I'm just going to leave all of the chametz there and I'm going to include my kitchen in my mechiras chametz. Is that an option to go ahead and do that or is it, uh, or, or, or is it not? So this is a question which the postkim will see the Mishabur uh, mentions, but this is a question which the postkim uh, address. And there's an interesting debate about that. So first we have in source number four. So this is the Makor Chaim. So the Makor Chaim, you would know better as either the Nesivas, which is his commentary on Chosha Mishpat, Nesivas HaMishpat, or you may know him as the Chavez Das, which is his commentary to, uh, to Yoridea. By Ribis, we would talk about the Chavez Das. So here he wrote the parish on Hilchos Pesach, not all of our Chaim, but he wrote a, pe- a parish on Hilchos Pesach, and that's called Makor Chaim. So he says as follows. Says this is in Taflam and Vav, Sif Katendalad in the Biurim. He says, Nira the Osan Shinosim Beisan Laakum Beir Pesach Limzog Chametz. He says those people who go ahead and give their house or they sell their house to the goy in order on Erev Pesach on Yud Dalad Friday morning in order to avoid uh, to avoid chametz issues. He says, Mikol Malkum Tzrichin Libdo Chametz Bilal Yud Dalad. The fact that you're going to be selling your house to the goy on Yud Dalad does not exempt you from having to do B'dikas Chametz Thursday night. Why? So it explains, Even though on Pesach itself, when you sell the Chametz to the Goy, or you sell the house to the Goy with the Chametz, so you're not going to violate because by the time Pesach rolls in, or by the time Erev Pesach rolls in, you will have sold all of the Chametz to the Goy, and it's not yours. But the Chavaz Da says, or Nesiva says, that that doesn't help for Thursday night. Because Thursday night, when the obligation for Bedikas Chametz kicks in, so who owns the house and who owns the Chametz? So you do. 
So all we care about, we don't care about what's going to happen on Pesach, whether or not you'll violate Bayura, Bayamatze, by having sold the chametz to the Goy or not. The bottom line is the night of Bedikas chametz, Thursday night, it's your house and it's your chametz. The Yesho Bayes Chai Bedikas. And you have a house which, which, uh, which has chametz in it, which you're obligated to do in Bedikas chametz. And therefore, being that you are the owner of the house at the moment where the obligation to do B'dikas Chametz kicks in. So that's your obligation. And the fact that you're going to sell it to the Goy tomorrow does not, the fact that you sell it to the Goy on Thursday does not exempt you from having to do B'dikas Chametz on the night before on Thursday night. And that is the opinion of the Chavez Das. So the Chavez Das would say that those people who are going out of town on Erev Pesach, so it would not help them the fact they can't say, listen, I'm going to be out of town for Pesach. I'm just going to sell the entire house and I don't have to do B'dikas Chametz on the last night that I'm here. So the Chavez Das says, absolutely not. At the time that you, uh, the obligation to do B'dikas Chametz comes in, if that is still your house, the obligation to do B'dikas Chametz remains in full force and your subsequent sale of the chametz doesn't help at all, doesn't exempt you at all. So that is, uh, that is the, uh, the Chavaz Das, that's the, uh, the Makor Chaim. Comes along in Source 5, this is Chuvas Binyan Olam. I didn't look up who exactly uh, the Binyan Olam is, but the Mishabura quotes him. And he says, so he addresses, he begins, he says, B'Sefer Makor Chaim Agomi Lisa Kasaf. So he starts off with, quoting the Makor Chaim, the Nesivas, who says, you have to go ahead and you have to do it. And then he says, let's not read the whole thing, but he jumps down and he says, He says, he's not convinced by the Chavez Das's argument that, it, that all we care about is who owns the house on Thursday night, on the night of B'dikas Chametz. Why? He says, You could argue and you could say, that actually is, if you plan on selling the house on Friday, you don't have to do B'dikas Chametz on the night of, on, on Thursday night. Why? That which the Chavez Das argued. They are, all we really care about is who owns the house on Thursday night when B'dikas Chametz begins. And as long as you still own the house at that time, it's your obligation to go ahead and do so. Says the binyan olam daiti He says, I'm not convinced by that argument that all we care about is who is the owner of the house on the night of Bidika's Chametz on Thursday night. The only reason why Chazal said you have to do Bidika's Chametz on Thursday night is to get rid of the Chametz which would otherwise remain in your possession. So the chametz which you otherwise would the chametz which otherwise would remain in your possession. So in order to make sure you don't accidentally eat it on Pesach, so Chazal said, make sure to clean and do a bedikas chametz, do a thorough search of your house to get rid of it, so you don't accidentally uh, end up having it in your possession and potentially eating it over Pesach. But argues the binyan olam, the chuvas binyan olam, the, the chametz which you plan on selling. So you're not going to violate any Bayura, Bayamatse anyways by the time rolls around. So you're never going to be obligated. There's no reason to do B'dikas Chametz on that because the risk of potentially eating it is not going to be applicable because it's not going to be yours. And therefore he says that we don't look at just what's going to be on Thursday night. The Tshuva's Binyan Olam says we look at what is what Chametz is at risk for owning and potentially eating on Pesach. 
that chametz which you could which you may potentially own and will potentially eat on Pesach, that's the stuff that you have to get rid of on Thursday night. But if you plan on creating this gap in between Thursday night and Pesach by selling the chametz on Friday morning, so once you go ahead and you create that gap in between, so there's not an obligation to do bidikas chametz on something which you're not going to own anyways. And therefore, he argues that, that selling it on Yudal, when you know that you're going to sell the house on Yudal, that exempts you from Bidikas Chametz on Thursday night. And this would be outstanding. This means that everybody go, who goes out of town for, uh, for Pesach, at least for, even just for the first day, uh, let's just say for the entire Pesach. So in the event that you're going to go out of town uh, for, uh, for Pesach, so according to the Binyan Olam, you don't have to do any Bidikas Chametz whatsoever knowing that you're going to sell everything in advance, so you don't have to do B'dikas Chametz. Similarly, the, uh, the, uh, the Chassam Sofer also subscri- uh, agrees with the, uh, the Binyan Olam. He disagrees with the Mekor Chaim. Um, and he says, he begins, he says, Nira Pashut, Dein He says, the Chametz which you plan on selling, on your Dalad, it's Pashut to him. It's, uh, it's obvious to him that you don't have to do B'dikas Chametz on Thursday night. Now he says, Let's not do this proof. Um, yeah, he says, this is the one which we saw. He says, now he, he, so he's saying over here that our case, our case of, uh, of where you're going to sell the chametz to the goy on your dalad, uh, you don't have to do bidikas chametz. And he says, he says, Samsov explains that this is not similar to our case in Shulchan Aruch, which we saw, where of the refugees who are moving out of their house on, uh, you know, the week before Pesach, and they won't have a home to live in all the way through the end of Pesach. They're just going to be wandering around uh, by the countryside, just running for their lives. Where we said in that case, you do have to do B'digas Chametz. Why? What's the difference? So he says, he says, even though, uh, oh, the, in that case, where the goy is going to enter the, uh, the house and he is going to take ownership of the boxes of Cheerios that you leave behind. And therefore we said in Tav Lamed Vav, Shechai Livdok Toch Shoshim, then you have to go ahead and you have to do your B'dikas Chametz if you leave within 30 days. So what's the difference between the two cases? Hasam Nehishen Alabayas Chiyu B'dika. Granted over there, since the goy is moving in, there's no chiv on the house to, that requires bedika, because since when do you have to do bedika's chametz on the goy's house? goy nichnas because the goy is going to move in. al But the obligation of bedika's chametz is not a house obligation per se; it's an obligation on the occupant of the house. So, being that you are the you were the occupant, and you're moving out, and you didn't do the mitzvah yet. And you're not going, if you, if you don't do B'dikas Chametz on your last night before you, uh, you flee, so then you're not going to be able to do B'dikas Chametz anymore because you're homeless. Being that you're not going to move into another place, so that's why you would have to go ahead and do B'dikas Chametz on that last night. He says that if I want to go ahead and sell my kitchen and I don't want to clean the kitchen at all, I don't want to do B'dikas Chametz in the kitchen. So the Chassam Sofer says over here, there is no obligation for you to do B'dikas Chametz on this room per se, 
because the Goy is going to move in, he's going to take over the kitchen for you. Why? And the, the, the issue of, ah, you're not going to do Bidikas Chametz, it's not an issue. There's no obligation on you to do Bidikas uh, Chametz on your kitchen per se. Why? Because it's a lot easier for you to go ahead and do Bidikas Chametz in your bedroom, where there's not going to be much Chametz there anyways, than there is in your kitchen. So you'll sell him the kitchen, where all the chametz really is anyways. And that way I don't have to do bedikas chametz in that hard room. And now all I have left is my bedroom, which has one bed and one dresser. And I can look under that and I can examine that room easy shmeezy. And I'll go ahead and I'll still do the mitzvah bedikas chametz. The whole concern about becoming a refugee is if you don't do bedikas chametz on your last night there, you're never going to do the mitzvah of bedikas chametz. So we don't want you to be in a circumstance where you'll never do the mitzvah of B'digas Chametz. And therefore we say, do it on your last night out. But if what you're trying to do is you're trying to avoid having to clean and do B'digas Chametz in the difficult rooms. So you sell your kitchen and your pantry and your dining room and the, uh, the refrigerator and the freezer. And all you're left with is your garage and your shed. And you say, you know what? I'll do B'digas Chametz in my garage and my shed. Okay. So if you want to do that, so why shouldn't you be able to sell the difficult rooms and you'll keep the easy shmeezy rooms for yourself and you'll still do the mitzvah B'digas Chametz? So lays He says that there's no argument at all that someone would say that you have to do bidikas chametz on your kitchen as long as you're still keeping one of the other rooms in the house upon, uh, that you'll do bidikin. says this is so obvious. I don't even need to bring a proof to this. Because it's just so pasha that there's no reason to say that you should have, that there's no argument at all that you should have to do bidikas chametz in that case. And therefore, he disagrees with the, uh, with the chavaz das, and he maintains that the rooms, as long as you keep at least one room for yourself, which you don't sell, you could sell all of the rest of the rooms, you don't have to clean them, you don't have to do bidikas chametz, no obligation in them whatsoever. So here we have a pretty fundamental debate, which is applicable not only for the refugees, but it's relevant for people who go away for Pesach. So is there an option to go ahead and avoid doing Bidikas Chametz by uh, moving to the hotel or going out of town in advance of the night of Bidikas Chametz? Or do you have to do it on your, on, on your way out? Or could you get away with doing it perhaps in, in one room? So now that we've seen the different postgame and what, what they say, so now we can see the Mishaburah very, we, we're actually taking a much larger paragraph and we're shortening it because we saw the stuff inside. He says, Mishaburah says, So you plan on selling your kitchen and your dining room to the Goy with all the chametz in there in order to avoid doing bedikas chametz on those rooms. Is that an option or is that not an, op- uh, not an option? Or this is a... a you know, it would have been helpful had I uh, given this share a few weeks ago, Ralph. But this is this is relevant uh, for the silvers. So you're leaving your house in Las Vegas a couple of weeks before Pesach. So do you have to do bedikas chametz on your way out of that house, or could you just sell that house entirely? So being that, uh, assuming I know that the silvers go away for the first days of Pesach. Let's assume now. Let's assume the silvers are home for Pesach. So then the argument would be to say that you don't have to do that at all. The Hassam Sofa would say you don't have to do Bidikas Chametz on that at all because they don't need to do Bidikas Chametz on the Las Vegas house because they'll be doing the, the Bidikas Chametz on their Skokie house. So being that they will be doing the mitzvah of Bidikas Chametz, 
So there's no reason to spend time cleaning and, and doing a bedika on the Las Vegas house on their way out when they have, a, they have a rooms over here, they have a house over here that they're able to do bedika as But that's the question that the Mishaburah says. Is there going to be an obligation to do it on the last night or not? So Mishaburah says, Yesh deus ben achronim. So it's machlokas. Shadasim akor chayim, makor chayim, which is the chavis das, he says that you do have to do bedika as Amnam b'tshuva's binyan olam, simen chav cholek, but the Binyan Olam disagrees and says that you don't have to. The Chaim B'tshuva's Chassam Sofer, Simon Kuflamanav, Daito Lahakel, we saw that also. That's why dot, dot, dot in the lips. And he says, V'chaim Pashadam Minag Ayin Shom. And the Chassam Sofer says that this is the simple Minag. The simple practice is those rooms which you're going to sell, you don't have to clean, you don't have to do B'dikas Chametz on those, uh, on those rooms at all. Ach Shitzarech Shei here. Just make sure that in your star you specify that you're selling the room in all the chametz in that room. Uh, and he says, okay, whatever. And then he says, um, now the Mishaburah's final conclusion is, even though there, uh, you should not protest against those who adopt the lenient position, who say that whatever rooms are going to be included in your mechiras chametz, you don't have to do bedik on those rooms. He says, If you go ahead and you sell the house to the goy on the 13th, on Thursday afternoon, before bedikas chametz begins on Thursday night, if you do a mechir, you sell those rooms to the goy on the 13th, so that would be even better. And this is a practice which some of you, if you've gone out of town, so you may be familiar with, they have many uh, Rabbanim nowadays, and but they did nowadays, they actually do two mechiras with the, uh, with the goy. One is the afternoon of Yud Gimel, so that in order to satisfy this mishabura, so we sell it to the, to the goy, especially if you're out of town anyways at that point. So we sell it to the goy already on Yud Gimel. That way, by the time the night of Yud Dalad rolls in, which is when the Chi of Bedika starts, it's already not your house. So that satisfies more opinions because it's not as if it's your house the night of Dikas Chametz and you're going to sell it the next morning. Here you pre, you, you're pro- proactive and you sell it to the Goy even beforehand in order to avoid the, the issue. So that the Mishabura says is the best way to go ahead and, uh, and manage the, uh, the situation. And as I said, there are many Rabbanim and many Batei Dinim who go ahead and they, uh, they end up doing two Mechiras, one on Yud Gimel for the people who are out of town at the beginning of, of Pesach, and then the second one on Yud Dalad for the people who are, who are behind. Okay, so now um, there's an interesting um, argument that one can make why you should not go ahead and uh, adopt either of these approaches, either selling it on Yud Dalad uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, selling it on your dalad to avoid the, uh, uh, the obligation of B'dikas Chametz on Thursday night, or even selling it on Thursday, Thursday day, in order to avoid having to do B'dikas Chametz on Thursday night. And the argument is rooted in a Gemara in Menachos, believe it or not. And the Gemara over there is discussing the mitzvah of tzitzis, and uh, certain parameters of tzitzis, a lot of which I don't want to go into because uh, it will take too long. But we say, uh, actually, we could take out this first line. And the Gemara tells the story. The Malacha, I think that was, a, I'm not sure, I don't remember enough if that's a person's name or it was actually a Malach. I think it's a Malach. Ashkechelu of Ketina, the Mixi Sadina. 
So Rev Katina was walking by, we're just going to say simplicity, uh, for simplicity, he was walking by wearing a garment that's exempt from tzitzis. So Lemaisa, he wasn't wearing tzitzis at all. He was not wearing any, not, not a tal's gadol, not a tal's gadol, he wasn't wearing tzitzis. So the Malach sees Rev Katina walking around without tzitzis. Amr Lady says, Katina, Katina, Sedina Bakaita Vesarvala Besitva. If you wear this night garment during the summertime, which is exempt from tzitzis, and you wear this other coat during the wintertime, which has rounded corners, which is also exempt from tzitzis. So in other words, if you keep wearing garments that don't have four corners, you purposely wear rounded, gar- rounded corner garments to exempt yourself from the midst of tzitzis. So tzitzis shall treles matahela. So when are you ever going to do the midst of tzitzis? So the Malach said to Rav Katina, how is it possible that you're going to walk around your whole life wearing garments, purposely avoiding the mitzvah of tzitzis? Amar Lai, to which Rav Katina said, whoa, 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 what are you getting all excited about? On shisu a'ase, since when does a person get, get punished for not fulfilling an ase? There's a punishment if you violate a law. If I don't fulfill an ase because I'm not in a circumstance where I have to do the mitzvah, why would there be a punishment if I don't wear a four-corner garment? So I don't wear a four-corner garment, never trigger the mitzvah. What are you getting all excited about? So the Malach said, and there's a ton of discussion about this line, but the Malach says, that when there's a, a, a heavenly anger, which is released into the world, that's when people who go out of their way to avoid fulfilling mitzvahs asay, they can be subject to punishment, they may be at risk at that time. And whatever that means, but it's something which is, a, you know, a scary heebie-jeebie. Now, the Gemara goes, it goes into the whole context of it, and the Gemara dismisses what it was trying to prove, and says, what the Malach was saying to Avkatina is, what does that phrase mean? That So Rashi explains, this is in Source 9 over here, he says, you're, try, you're doing all sorts of shtick, to get yourself, that's what tachbulos are, that you're doing all sorts of shtick to avoid having to do the mitzvah. So it's true, technically, the shtick will exempt you from the mitzvah, but it's not considered to be a good thing to employ shtick in order to avoid doing a mitzvah. So if a person would say, listen, the mitzvah, this is what happens when you teach, sometimes you teach uh, you know, uh, uh, young boys about this, that they find out that I only have to wear tzitzis in the event that I'm wearing a four-corner garment. So if I never put on a four-corner garment, I never have to put on tzitzis, so don't tell me to put on tzitzis because I just won't wear the four-corner garment and I'm exempt from the, from the mitzvah entirely. So we have this idea that technically they're correct. Technically, if you don't buy yourself a four-corner garment, you never have to put on tzitzis. But we are not fans and we are not advocates of going out of your way to avoid doing mitzvahs when just go ahead and do the mitzvah. So the question is, is that applicable to the case of selling your house before on your gimel or on your dalit in order to avoid doing bedikas chametz? Is that that circumstance, is this case of avoiding bedikas chametz, is that the same as Rev Katina and this Gemara and Menachos who was criticized for taking steps to go ahead and avoid doing the mitzvah of uh, doing the, uh, the the mitzvah of tzitzis. So this is an issue which was uh, presented to Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, and Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky said, "This is what you have in source ten over here from this COVID halachos." So he says, "Amnam Amar Mori Shlita," which is Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky. He says, "Delo Dami Lahi." He says, "Ne," that the case of selling your house to avoid bedikas chametz 
is not at all similar to the case of Rav Ketina in the Gemara of trying to avoid tzitzis. And I, I just love the way he frames it. He says, the Hasam, because over there, Rav Ketina, the Gemara in Menachos, the shtick that he was pulling was the fact that he's not going to do the mitzvah at all. So he's going out of his way to wear uh, rounded cornered garments in order to intentionally avoid fulfilling the mitzvah altogether. All you're doing is you're selling your kitchen because the kitchen is going to be difficult to clean and to do bedikas chametzin. And it's a lot easier to do it in your family room. It's a lot easier to do it in your bedroom. So you're selling the hard room, but you're still doing the mitzvah just on the easy room. And now he says, this is what I love. He says, He says, it's not a hider in the mitzvah to check more, to look through more rooms rather than one room. Right? Sometimes if you do more, so the mitzvah gets enhanced by doing more. Rishwal says, who says that checking, having a 10-room home is going to be a more beautiful mitzvah kiyum of bedikas chametz than having a one-room apartment? The obligation is, whatever, you're, whatever you own, do bedikah on that. So it doesn't become a more enhanced mitzvah to do bedikas chametz on more rooms. Whoever, whoever heard of such a thing? The The obligation is, you have to search what your property is. kodem, it should say, and that which you sell before the obligation kicks in. So, uh, you're not taking, removing from yourself the mitzvah. You still will do the mitzvah. You're just going to do it in an easier room rather than a more difficult room. And therefore, if Shmuel says this has no shaykhs at all to that Gemara in, uh, in Menachos, which warns against doing shtick in order to avoid a mitzvah, because over here, you'll still do the mitzvah. You're just do, do, choosing an easier option rather than a, uh, a more difficult option. And therefore, he's not buying into this uh, at all. Okay. Now the question is, so what exactly is done the uh, Lamaisa? So as I said, uh, I think most people are, are familiar, I think uh, many people are familiar with the practice of doing two mechiras, one on Yud Gimel and one on Yud Daud. But I was surprised to see in the Piskei Tshuvas, they actually have a new, uh, uh, when I was there at Yisrael, so they have a new uh, printing of it. Uh, went from, whatever. Uh, it grew by about 150, 200 pages, uh, the, uh, the volume that they have on the, uh, on the Anechos Pesach. But he writes as follows. He says, So the first thing he says is that the common practice in Kla Yisrael is to be mekel, that if the, the rooms which you plan on selling on your Dalid, you don't have to do B'dikas Chametz on the night of B'dikas Chametz. So whatever is going to be included in your Mechiras Chametz on Friday morning, those rooms don't have to be searched on Thursday night. So even though there's a machlokas about it, so the Piskei Tshuva says that common practice is like the lenient opinion, that you don't have to do B'dikas Chametz. You don't have to do a search on those rooms which you plan to sell to the Goy. And then he says, don't think that uh, we're, uh, you're cutting corners over here. And he says, even the Chumrah of the Mishabura, who says that it's better to sell it on Thursday afternoon, to avoid the Shiloh altogether, he says, Gedolim and Sadikim were never machmer on that. They relied on the fact that if they're going to sell it on Yudalad, they don't have to do B'dikas Chametz on Thursday night, and they were never machmer. 
Then he says, it's interesting, he says, He says, recently, this practice has begun to spread, where Rabbanim and Batei Dinim do go out of their way, and they do a separate Mechira on Yud Gimel, like the Chumrah of the Mishabura. Those who want to go ahead and fulfill all of the opinions. Like the Mishabura said, that the best thing to do is just get it sold already by Yud, by Yud Gimel, and that way you avoid the whole Shiloh altogether. Now says the Piskei Tshuvas, so you can look in Chuvas farm, and there are poskim who actually challenge whether or not selling it on your gimel is actually a good eitzah or not. Whether selling it on Thursday afternoon is actually an effective eitzah. And one thing is, he says, the problem that you may run it. One of the problems that you may run into is he, he has a number of them there. But an interesting one he says is If you look in the standard boilerplate language of a shtar mechiras chametz of the contract that we make with the goy to sell the chametz, so it always says we're selling you all of the chametz and any chasha, any concern about chametz wherever it happens to be. So if you did that effectively already on Thursday afternoon with the intention of I'm going to sell all the difficult rooms and I'm going to keep myself just the, uh, the, uh, the family room or just the, uh, the, the bedroom and I'll do my bedikas chametz just on the bedroom, he says, wait a minute, you've run into a problem now because if you sold everything, all your chametz already on Thursday, so what are you searching for on Thursday night? You don't own any chametz anymore because you sold all of your chametz and any chashash chametz, wherever it happens to be. So if you've already sold all of your chametz, you don't own anything. So he says, According to many Rishonim, if you do the Bidik already on Thursday afternoon, so you're exempt from Bidik HaShchametz, So when you come around to now do Bidik HaShchametz on the easy room, which is your bedroom, and now you're making a brach on Bidik HaShchametz, you don't own any chametz. You already sold it all. So what, what, how could you possibly make a brach on Bidik HaShchametz for stuff which is already sold and is clearly not in your possession? So they have a concern that maybe this is going to be an issue of, of a brachla matala. Dot, 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 where's other things? And therefore, he's an advocate. And I didn't realize how strong post, there, there are post who are against this. But he says, He says, it's better, in his opinion, to rely on the gedolim of previous generations and the practice which has been in place for many generations to rely just on the fact that you're going to sell the kitchen on Friday morning to the Goy, and that itself is an exemption already from B'tikas Chametz on Thursday night. And not, don't try and get fancy, and don't try and be too machmer over here by selling it on your Gimel. He's not an advocate of that at all. And rely on that opinion which says that all of those places that you plan on selling to the Goy, so you're going to be exempt from uh, having to do B'tikas Chametz Thursday night, even though Thursday night the kitchen is still yours, but nonetheless, the very fact that you intend to sell it to the Goy on Friday, that already is an exemption, a proactive exemption from B'tikas Chametz on that room, and he is an advocate of just relying on that opinion and not trying to get all fancy and do a Mechira on, on your Gimel. Now, Lemaisa, uh, I'm still going to be involved in doing a Mechira on, on your Gimel, uh, if you look, anybody who would want to, we'll be more than happy to go ahead and uh, 
and, and share with you what, what he talks about, but the concerns which he has up on top as well as in the footnotes, so most of those are alleviated by a well-worded shtar mechira. So as long as you have a well-worded shtar mechira for Yud Gimel, so all of the concerns which they have aren't really going to be much of a concern uh, anyways. So therefore, uh, as I said, the, the common practice, as far as I know, is almost everybody in town does two mechiras. They do one on your gimel and your doubt, so continue to do so. But it's something to be aware of in the event that you're going out of town, that there is that option to go ahead and to uh, sell it on your gimel. And then, like the Mishibura says, that will exempt you from having to do bedikas um, chametz, uh, certainly on the difficult rooms. You always want to keep one room for yourself, like the chesam sofer, so that you shouldn't exempt yourself from doing the mitzvah, the obligation of bedikas chametz altogether. So you want to keep one room that you're going to do a bedika on, but once you have that one room that you're going to do bedika on, like Rav Shmuel says, you've taken care of the mitzvah, and there's no, it doesn't, it's not mahadr the mitzvah, it doesn't beautify the mitzvah to go ahead and to do bedika schametz on more rooms rather than one, or more difficult rooms rather than on easier rooms. Rabbi what, what's what's the implication for people who are leaving before Thursday night? They're, they're leaving a week before Pesach. So there's no issue of a brachal of Atala, but they, they still know they're going to be selling it a week from now, even though they're leaving a week before Pesach. So, right. so yeah. they do the same thing. They just do one room and. Yeah. 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 It, yes. Rabbi Shaffel, if suppose you're not going away. Yes. Um, would it make sense then um, that many of us, I'm, I don't know everybody, but many people like the last few days before Pesach, they're down to one room where they're eating chametz. Right. You know, you're eating in your your family room or something like that. So you don't have anything left in the, in the kitchen to worry about. Right. So would it make sense then just to do Badika in that one room where you've had the chametz uh, the last several days of Pesach? Uh, it, it could be. There, there's a shaila whether or not we, uh, in the Achronim, whether or not we rely on the cleaning that we do for Pesach in lieu of doing a Bedigas Chametz. Um, okay. So you're, you're saying, I, I don't need to do Bedigas Chametz in my bedroom because I already cleaned that two weeks before Pesach. I made sure not to bring any food in there since then, and therefore I could rely on the cleaning which I did uh, 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 and not do bedikas chametz on their room. So that's 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 a machlokas, uh, whether or not uh, we would do so. And the fact that you're going to be living there—that's one of the tainas that uh, that uh, that uh, some of the uh, the poskim have—is that uh, if you're going to sell it on your gimel and you're still going to be going in and out of the room, or you're going to make use of it, that that makes it sort of like uh, you know uh, it, it demonstrates that it's a, that it's a joke. Which is a general problem that we have with uh, with mechiras chametz that uh, if you're if you're accessing the room where the stuff is, so doesn't that mean that you didn't actually sell it to him? Because but whatever we, we include language in the star if you sit with us by mechiras chametz, so we go ahead and we ask Ernesto explicitly. Listen, the room is yours. Do you mind if we need something that uh, we could uh, go into your room? Uh, will that uh, will that bother you at all? Do you give us permission? And he so far he's graciously given us permission to uh, to go into those rooms that we sell to him in the event that we need to. Uh, to get something. So I, I don't quite understand Bob's kitchen, uh, question. It, it, isn't it true that any room you would do a bedika in, by the time you're doing the bedika, you already did cleaning? You're not going to have any rooms that you didn't clean at all. 
Right. right, but, right. But so, so now, right. So nowadays, that, that that that's the circumstance that we have. In the time of Chazal, I don't think that they cleaned in advance. They didn't have big houses, so I think Bedikas Chametz was their cleaning and their purging of the house all at once. It was it was just it was one action. They they didn't they didn't store much food, right? They never refrigerated freezers. They didn't have uh, you know pantries and shelves and stuff like that. They didn't have an abundance of food. So it was all done in one shot of, a, of a, you know, they would just uh, search around. There, right? That's a, there wasn't much to search. That's why they're searching literally in the walls, you know, to see if they may have, uh, you know, hidden any chametz over there from, uh, from the kids or something. That's where they used to hide their cookies, their Oreos <laughs> back in Chazal was in the, in the you know, in behind the drywall. So nowadays, so that, that, that's, that, that's, that's a very important point that uh, our houses are so much bigger and we do so much cleaning in advance anyways. So what are we really afraid of? So yeah, so uh, maybe one year we'll give uh, we'll give a share about that. So, so uh, I, I, you know, I I I I don't bring any chametz up to my top floor of my house all year long, for, exactly to avoid having to clean it. But um, uh-huh. I, I was told that I need to do a bedika on on every place where I bring chametz, regardless whether I've cleaned it or not. Now, is that wrong or? Well, no, we, we, but. That's correct, but that wouldn't be relevant to your bedroom if you don't bring your chametz up to the bedroom. No, no, no. I understand, but 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 and anywhere where I do bring chametz, if if I bring chametz into my dining room and then I clean the dining room a week before, I still have to do a bedika there, don't I? I mean, so that, that that's a machlokas. That's what I'm saying. There's a machlokas about that. Whether or not clean, I think it was a shari tshuva. I don't know if I'm able to find it uh, so quickly, but I think there's a shari tshuva where he uh, where he where he where he raises that point. That um, that places where you 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 already cleaned in advance. Yeah, it's the Shari Chuva. If you want to look it up, um, Art, it is Simon Tuf Lamed Gimel, Seif Cotton Base. Okay. So well, if you look the- over there, so he brings down. They say that if you if you were Machabi the house, if you cleaned and you uh, you wash everything in advance. That uh, that you don't need to do bedikas uh, chametz because you've uh, the, the, it, the, once you've cleaned it in advance, if you're able to rely on it, that's machlokas. But if you're able to rely upon it, so what difference does it make whether or not uh, uh, you cleaned it or you sold the entire room? Right? Either way, the, the, the net result is the same: is that there's no chametz there. So, so then, if, if you've cleaned your whole house, isn't there an issue of a brachal of atala? You, you, then now, now you don't you don't have a chiv to clean anything. I'm to 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 bodek anything. I mean, right. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying we possibly like that opinion. I'm just saying there's a machlogus about that. I, I don't know. The, the the concern is, uh, I think in, in places where um, if you have uh, um, you know good control over the environment of where chametz is brought and whatnot, so there's a lot of reason to be uh, to be mako as far as that. You know, I would uh, I, I would be masking because what what are you afraid of? There's no. Uh, once you've cleaned it, it's the same thing as a room in which you never brought chametz in. Right. Right. Three, three weeks ago is irrelevant if you know it's gone. The the distinction I wanted to make is the room where you've had, where we have had the food the last several days. I mean, although we try to clean up after ourselves after every meal, we're not sure that we really got everything. So mm-hmm. that it seems like it does make sense to do badika there because we couldn't really be sure. 
Uh, right. So, so the the, the 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 dissenting opinion, the the other opinion that uh, mentioned with the Shari Chuva over there, says that it, uh, until you're actually under the gun of Bedigas Chametz, so we're not so confident that you're going to do such a a thorough and complete uh, job. So, yeah. they, they, uh, some posts can say that in those rooms that you cleaned in advance, what you when you go in there for Bedigas Chametz, what you're looking is you're looking specifically in those places that you may have overlooked. So you don't look you have to look in the obvious they, places. They they don't know my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you and you know exactly what I mean. So uh, it, no, I mean there the many of the people have a tradition to be much more machmir, I think, than even what many of the authorities say. Yeah, yeah that, that's for sure. Bit of pride and and I mean, you know, good for them. But but. Um, no, I mean, I, I can't be absolutely certain. I mean, I know that the crumbs, if they're smaller, 